We are live. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Hi. Welcome, welcome. welcome. Today Thank on the Indie Author uh, interview series, I'm going to be speaking to the lovely Karen Weber and her fabulous assistant friend, amazing being, Alison McGrath. Welcome, <laughs> ladies. Thank you. <laughs> it's nice to have you here. Um, this is um, this is a little bit different for me because when I speak to my authors normally, I speak to just one person. So it's really cool that we're actually talking to the two of you because you have a really unique thing that you've done um, to create this book, which is amazing. Um, hi, Kerry. Um, we've got a few people watching already, which is great. Uh, so welcome to... Um, the the program i'd love to hear from you both um karen obviously has um it's your story the dangerous animals in your home is your story and yeah. allison is part of that story so i thought perhaps you could introduce how you actually came to write this book and um and then allison can sort of add her little part to the story um as well so welcome karen Thank you. Okay, so um, my book called Dangerous Animals in the Home um, came about by my revelation in my last, in my late 30s that what had happened to me. My father abused me and when my sister was thinking about falling pregnant, I had an overwhelming um anxiety which no one knew about within inside myself and when you read the book you'll find out how I actually do react and then down the track I met my wonderful husband and there's been he later after we were married found out what had happened to me so he struggled with communications within my family and my book is really about trying to show not actually what happened to me but more so about empathising with not only the victim, the family members, the friends, not only of the victim but of the abuser. There's so many people that get hurt and people want to feel sorry for the victim. The victim doesn't usually want you to feel sorry for them because they want to be strong. Yep. But there's so many more people involved, whether it be incest, pedophilia, bashing, um, emotional abuse, a narcissistic parent, whatever it may be, there's more than one person who gets hurt from an abuser. Mm. And that is the passion of my book, is explaining to people that we need to have a look at not just what happened, but how we're going to react to this to fix it. We right. can all start talking. Talking is very, very important. But what's more important is having a plan as to how we get through this as family, friends, um, lovers, you know, because when we get hurt, we usually react. And unless we start realising how we're going to react and not just make it defensive or martyrish or anything like that, we want to save ourselves and have happy, great adulthood. And some people experience this abuse in later years, like not maybe that, whatever the abuse may be, and it's about not feeding the abuse but choosing to react so we can live, like live for today. Yeah. Not keep feeding that negative thing that happens 
then we need to acknowledge it, give ourselves compassion, but we need to think how we want to step ahead so we get to power. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So that, yeah, that's an incredible message. It's a, that's a wonderful, I think that's why I really look, liked when I heard about your story that you were coming from that space of empowerment, that space of empathy, and that space of, um, you know, open conversation. So, you know, we've, we've had a comment here just as you were speaking then, and um, Kim just said that she, you know, it took her until her late 40s to to kind of cope with that um, yeah. that truth, that, you know, yeah. telling, that telling the truth. So, um, yeah, so maybe... Um, Alison, would you like to share how you kind of got involved in the project? Oh, I would love to. So um, Karen and I go back um, over well over 30 years, and but it was only, um, you know, Karen was my crazy friend. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, but, you know, we've been to each other's weddings and weddings and <laughs> birthdays and God knows what. But um, it was only in the last few years that... Um, Karen was sharing different things, sharing things with me, and um, and she was was recording a few things because Karen had this. She'd been through such a journey, and she was starting to share this journey. And so, we, Karen was was writing things and videoing things, and wanted to get the message out. and And we just talked about it, and then. I don't really know when it actually started to be more than just videos out there. You know, I think Karen created the, the YouTube channel and um, we listen, We got somebody to actually transcript from them and the transcriptions were just terrible. Um, <laughs> you know, and it was, it, it was the person that couldn't un really understand. Oh, okay. um, and, and everything was um, um, ooh, ooh, and it was hilarious. But it, it gave us some, gave us words. And then Karen and, and this other lady, the psychologist had looked at, at Karen's writings and and put some comments. And there was like this, this there was something really powerful there. Mm. And and then it just morphed from there. And um, look, because Karen, is it okay to share, Karen, that you, yeah, it's in your book. So we can say, like, Karen's dyslexic. <laughs> Karen's dyslexic. Okay. And so when Karen writes, Karen can read it, but no one else can. And so, but so she would have an arrow and then a, another sentence and another arrow down on the side, written sideways on the page. And then and then she would cut something out and, and sticky tape it to where she wanted it. Anyway, but but what I'm trying to say is didn't matter how it was done, that there was such a huge um, you know, it's just like, wow, it touched my heart. And then we would talk more and it, it just, I just knew it resonated with me. I mean, I was brought up in a perfectly boring, normal family. And, yeah. and then, but the more we talked about it, the more we were like, oh, wow. And just, I just see it as an opportunity for me to give something to Karen because she's a beautiful um, heart love filled person that's got a lot to offer but it's also an, an opportunity for me to give back to all these other people as well in a different way so I feel like crying now 
Um, it was just an absolute honour to be part of, and it's just it's it's been actually a positive experience for me as well, a journey in opening myself up as well. So, yeah, Alison, I was just like listening then, and what I have enjoyed about our connection since we've been writing together is I love like um, I guess because I feel like I don't want to have any secrets anymore so I share a lot I don't share everything because um, some things involve other people and I'm, I don't want it to be about sharing other people's stories so mm. I do share a lot of my life but I hold back on a lot of stuff too but when I the things I've shared is then it triggers Alison's mind I don't have birth children myself I have beautiful stepchildren but I think when you're a mum sometimes you put who you are back here somewhere. And I think the stories that I've told have triggered Alison mm. and other friends where they're like, oh, and then they tell me their story, you know? And I think I have this big dream where two women are walking down the street and they're reading the book and they're going, what chapter are you at? And they're like, chapter three, oh my God, can you believe she said that? But my friend Sarah, blah, 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 where conversations of acceptance of, ah. you know, good, our bad, our ugly are just stories. It's yeah. not. And it's about coping. Yeah, coping mechanisms, Karen. And it's yeah. so many, so many women and men, but yeah. men won't, probably won't fess up to it. But yeah. so, it's, it's not just about it's. Oh, it's it's. There's so much to it. There's so much depth. But it will talk to people that wouldn't even expect. You know, someone might think there's been nothing in my life, but it talks to you, and it yeah, it just reaches your soul. Mm. Oh, that's amazing. So you're so technically you're a co-writer, correct? Yes. Yes. Yeah. I don't know. Everything into sense. Alison puts my words into common sense. Mm. It's yeah. so funny, though. So, sorry. We'll be typing and she'll write something. And I'm like, what? That's, That's what I was going to say. But there's no negative heart in it. We just are so free to say what we're actually wanting to put on paper. Yeah. Yeah. It's and because you know each other so well, I can see that that would come out in the way that you've written the book, you know, that you would sort of reflect back to each other, you know, having not experienced yes. any abuse, Alison can say, can you explain a bit more what you mean yes. by this? Or how, yeah. how would you feel when that happened, you know? So I, I can imagine that you would be coming from the perspective of asking good questions because you've never been through that experience. Mm. We have another friend, um, Alison mentioned her before, Leonie, who is a, um, a very high-achieved psychologist of children. And there's many times where I've gone to say something and Alison and I have gone back to Leonie and said, what would be the most professional way of saying this so that we keep it tidy and respectful because sometimes I'm a very passionate person and I might go, oh. and... Um, <laughs> And we just need to reel it back in so that not just my opinion and maybe still my defence mechanisms because, you know, that's why I can keep working through them. And, yeah, Leonie's helped us keep it pretty tidy so that everyone is free to read it and not be personally attacked. And I really love Leonie for doing that for us. Yeah. Mm. 
And it's always from your opinion. Yes. 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 Yeah. 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 Maybe someone else in that part of my life never saw it that way, but this is just how I saw it. Yeah. Yes. Right. I think that's important to note that anyone who's written a personal story, I know I've written my a mini memoir of, of my own, and, and that was one of the big things that I had to come to terms with, that no matter what, it's my version of the events. And mm-hmm. even if somebody gets upset with it, it's like, well, I'm sorry that you're upset, but that's how I remember that situation. Yes. And coming into a space where you can speak to that and be empowered in that is all part of the journey you know don't you feel like you've gone through another catharsis of healing just by writing it down and putting oh, it into you know what has come is i love better i empathize better than i ever have even though being a hairdresser i thought i had i nailed it but like everything in life you get better and better and better at everything but the way i love now and the way I generally care and the way I really get how things come back. Yeah. It, um, and that was through writing the book and spilling my guts and maybe dissecting it. And, you know, there was nights where, you know, um, you know, I might have had a little bit of heartache with it and, you know, maybe I have. Yeah, anyway, whatever. I'll go into that another time. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it's a huge journey and, you know, we have our friend um, Kim who is watching uh, right now has said that she's, um, you know, she's been struggling with being alone, like feeling alone and, Mm. uh, you know, that, you know, you shouldn't blame yourself but the abuse is something that, you know, always seems to come back into your space, you know, and, and you can go into that space of depression which, you know, is a real struggle for a lot of people. So, Kim, we, you know, I'm sure that you can speak to that um, as well. Can I just just say one thing to Kim? I totally understand. I can't see what Kim's writing, but um, I totally understand the feeling alone. And in one of the beginnings of my book, I write coming out of it, it's the shame of not actually ever say anything. I allowed so many people to love him for the person that he wasn't for way too long. And it was my, um, you know, and it's not my shame. I understand that. I was a child and everything like that. And it's, and I totally, Kim, I totally get where you're coming from with that. That one is probably the yeah. biggest hard thing for us. And that's what people don't understand is, how long we keep it a secret because of the shame we feel that's not ours to own. Absolutely. And that's such an important thing to say and I hope that that's given you a bit of peace, Kim. Um, There is, um, you know, it's a big thing. It's a big deal. And after this, um, after we finish today, maybe, Karen, uh, you can jump on and and, connect with Kim um, later, you know, if if you like. Um, He's definitely feeling feeling the the resonance of the conversation so that's nice so um when you wrote the book as i say the the name of the book is dangerous animals in your home and how far away are we to actually launching the book karen do we know yet 
I was very fortunate. Um, I entered into a comp with ORP, who we all love. <laughs> and um, it's more in their hands at the moment. And um, yeah, it's more in their hands at the moment. And I'm imagining it might be early next year sometime. And mm. I don't know that for sure. Okay. It can't be this year because Christmas is looming and it's not a subject. The few people that I've mentioned to and they don't want to hear about it because oh, cool. if you say the word pedophile. So, but after Christmas, yeah, 2021, they won't have an opportunity oh, not to hear about it. <laughs> Yay. Yay. <laughs> It's yeah, and look, it's it is a it's a timing thing. It's getting the right timing for you. It's getting the right timing for, you know, to promote something, you know, that's that's quite a sensitive topic, obviously, in the world and in in people's homes. And you know, it's uh, as Kim has just said, you know, what happened at home stays at home, and it makes you feel like, you you know, you couldn't you can't speak about it. Yeah. Yes. Mm. Yeah. So it, what you're doing, yeah, yeah. I love that you are making this a, a more open topic. That is, it's important that we speak about it. Um, and as you say, we don't have to speak about specific people necessarily, but we do need to speak about our um, feelings and and that it's okay to feel the way that you feel. I, you know, mm -hmm. is the most important thing. Yes. Mm. And Karen, we've spoken about the fact that this book will allow other groups to read it and then mm. form the little groups that can grow from it. Mm. And yeah. Um, yeah, there's so many ways that Karen can help other people grow from mm. what she's been through to learn and guide. And I think the more so, like, I've shared some of my core reactive behaviours um, because I'd really like to get girls before they go into their 20s. And so if you're doing this and you're doing that and you're doing this, it's okay, all right? We understand it, but you can change that tomorrow. You can change it now. Yeah. You don't have to keep doing this. Because something that I never realised and it's so such common sense and probably to many is choosing, choosing what my next step is, mm. what is the best thing for me, instead mm. of just being the mouse on the circle just trying to cope and stay alive, to just mm. stop for a second and say, what is the next best step for me? Yeah. Yeah. And having that taught to you at a younger age because mm. um, if you ever, like, whether it be in my teens, my late teens, 20s, 30s, I don't think anyone would have known how self-destructive I was. No. I was fighting it. Mm. You did it well. People are similar. Yeah, absolutely. So that's probably why, I mean, that leads in perfectly to what we were going to mention about the fact that you are supporting um, Hannah's house. Yes. Which is one of the passions. Yeah. Very much so. Um, Hannah's House is an amazing organisation and I'm hoping to get even more so involved over the next couple of months leading through Christmas. Um, and what they do is they take in girls who are struggling. They usually have absolutely no one. And these people 
are amazing. They don't let these girls go into society until they have five points of contact. So it doesn't leave the um, responsibility on any one person to save this girl. This girl has five people that she can feel safe with when she leaves the home that is managed and teaches them to be accountable for themselves and what decisions they make. It's an amazing place, yeah. Is that like, so will they have someone who's a mentor, someone who's a friend, someone who's a family member, you know, is that yeah. all that the Yeah, they find out what they're interested in, whether it be like a netball team, a church, um, you know, a guidance officer. They, they just find out what that girl is interested in before they um, let them go and try, but they always know they're welcome back. Beautiful. That's so beautiful. It's it's really interesting. Someone else has joined the conversation, um, Karen, um, and Kerry's saying that it's really interesting what we're saying because she said she suffered verbal and some physical abuse when she was married and then yeah. after she left, she left after 12 months and um, went to marriage guidance and they said to leave um, and she was told that she might snap one day if she didn't yes. you know what I mean? Like so, and then she felt like she really did. Like she sort of held it in for so long, um, mm. and yeah, it, it's it's really interesting how you know, and self destructive behaviours are a, a, a you know they're a symptom. They're a symptom yeah. of the of the issue. You know, um, mm. so it's it, it's it's really it's really good that there's organisations like Hannah's House and the Kids Helpline is another one that you're passionate oh, yeah. about. Really, really excited about matching up with um, Kids Helpline. Um, Alison has some amazing friends who um, do a lot of work with Kids Helpline. So I'm hoping that we can really tie up together, especially with COVID. It slowed us down a little bit with our meetings with them. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it's, you know, it's like this today. We're all learning how to reconnect. Um, I just want to say one thing to um, Kerry that um, it's exactly that. Even though Kerry's cross the bear ha happened in adulthood, there's not one person, this is my hairdressing courage that has been taught to me, is there's not one person in this world that won't have a cross the bear at some point. So looking at mm. someone, they're lucky or they have it all, this is why we all need to be, when someone's falling down and maybe being the idiot or being whatever other word we want to say. Um, we all have to know that that's their time. You know, we're going to do it somewhere along the track. We're going to do it. Yeah. That's right. So, um, Alison, you mentioned Leonie before. Is is she, at, she's a psychologist, you said? Yes. yes. A good friend, friend first and psychologist. Okay. So, um, is Leonie um, someone that you could refer people to, like if, if Kim no. or Kerry or anyone did? No. Okay. She's no, she's in front of like a child centre for psychologists. So she's okay. like helps out the other psychologists and things like that. So, um, no, she's not yeah. someone that we could refer anyone to, but I'm sure that if anyone had any questions, I'm more than happy to throw it her way for um what she thinks would be a nice thing for them to do for their better. Okay, great. And yeah, it's such a personal, such a personal journey with psychologists because 
one per, one psychologist is going to resonate with somebody and then this a similar sort of person then might find they don't resonate so yeah, it's sure. difficult it is difficult to see who you connect with um but mm. it's really important to, to yes. and and there's um plans that you can get from a gp that mm. um that can um you know, send you along to a, a, I don't know whether it's five sessions or what it is, but the GPs can give you um, a group of, they just call them mental health, well, they're all mental health sessions. And um, no matter what it is, most GPs are really open to it because they understand that people have, all sorts of things that happen to people. So um, yeah. there are opportunities yeah, I, I was to about connect. to say that, um, yeah, I think it's, it's five or six free sessions with a psychologist or a mental health professional. So mm. I know um, Kim as it was saying about the self-destructive behaviours and how she mm. really resonated with that and that that is a form of emotional abuse that you're doing to yourself. Yeah. Mm. And you think you're not worthy. Right. Yeah. But you are. Absolutely, absolutely. Mm. And I think that's the key, isn't it, is finding that self-worth again um, yes. because we have it. As little children, we feel totally worthy and, you know, we feel like we're, we can rule the world and we're, we're all, um, all powerful and then we have these things that happen in our lives and it's about reclaiming that power, isn't it? I think um, I just want to say one more thing that my uncle said to me once and um, we are talking about motivation and, and keeping on top of whatever your little demons may be. Like they're always going to be there. You know, it's mm. like a bath. You have to have a bath every day to stay clean. And whatever your little demons are or your little challenges or whatever you want to call them, that is something that I believe stays with us for the rest of our lives mm. and it's about growing stronger and making sure you monitor that all the time. Don't ever deny them. Once you start denying them, I think that's when you, everything starts to unravel. Always own it and stay on top of it in whatever way that is for you. And there's not one person, not one person that doesn't have one. And it's yep. about monitoring and staying on top of whatever that is. And, of course, it gets easier and easier, but always remember when you're pointing the finger at someone for their little demon or whatever, just remember you have your own. Yeah, yeah. My teacher used to say when you're pointing the finger, there's three fingers pointing back at you. Yeah, mine did too. <laughs> Yeah, I remember that so clearly. When, Me yeah. too. Yeah, and look, it's such a huge, you know, what's really important too is reaching out and seeking help. So places like Hannah's House and Kids Helpline are great for young, young women um, kids who are, are struggling. Um, and obviously there's adult services as well. Um, but the really cool thing is that, you know, Karen and Alison are both, you, both of you are open to, you know, if people want to reach out and say, hey, do you know anyone who could help me with this issue, whatever it is, you're open to having those conversations. And I think it's important that we have those people, like you say, that are touchstones for us that can start us down the journey if we are feeling like we need help. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So where can we get in touch with you, um, Karen? I presume you have a website and, and you said you have a YouTube channel as well. I do. It's all very new. So um, my website is Karen, and my name's spelled actually K-A-R-Y-N. So it's yep. Karen at Karen Weber 
www.webber.com.au. So it's Karen Webber, sorry, Karen at KarenWebber.com.au. And my YouTube is Karen Webber. Perfect. So I'll put those, I'll make sure I put those links underneath the video so that people can Thank click you. in there and, and have a look and follow your journey. Um, because it would be, you know, if, you, if you're interested, particularly Kerry and Kim, who've been quite active on the conversation, in the conversation with Thank us today. You guys. <laughs> they might like to to click through and and read a bit more and maybe get in touch with you and and say hello it's been such a pleasure ladies thank you so thank much you. for joining you're welcome <laughs> thank you Kate. Bye, That's lovely and thanks guys and we'll see you very soon bye bye, bye.